Greetings folks, this is this is Mason. And I want to talk to you today about something that's really, 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 really been on my mind for a long time. I've been working a long time on this. I think we need a spiritual connection back to reality. Uh, you know, at Berkeley, I studied black history as interest. I studied black history at Merritt College in Berkeley for my own personal interest because I was interested in my history on a personal level. I didn't even get my degree. I didn't go back and get my degree. Qualified for it, did not go because it wasn't important. That degree was not important to me for political, for business purposes. I was going to work in black history. I was never going to use it. But I want to know who I was and how I ended up where I was. At Berkeley, I had a radical. It's a revolutionary, speaking Swahili and Black Student Union and Black Panthers and, and protesting, demonstrating. In the back of my mind, I wondered, okay, why? History of slavery is pretty interesting. If you, if you understand history, we've always had slaves. Every nation, every race had had an opportunity to be the master of other people. Africa, Asia, Europe. We've all had the opportunity. Serfdom, feudalism. The, the slaves, the, the, the African nations south of Sahara ruled for a long time. Chinese ruled. So slavery is just cheap labor. You need slaves to build your cities. Got it. You need slave labor to build your bridges and your roads. You need that. The reason we started trading with China with the ping pong diplomacy of President Nixon was that they had a billion or over a billion citizens at minimum wage. And I remember the executive from Kodak said, and two million, two billion of them buy our batteries. Slavery is always the course of action of humans. You know, the, the, surf, the spirit of serfdom, feudalism, conquering, it's all slaves. So the, so the Europeans took African slaves, not unique, not our superiority, out of lack of power of one and power of the other. If you don't want to be enslaved, be powerful. So the slave trade started, and how it ended is usually always the same. The slaves end up raising up and raising enough stuff that the people give them their freedom or they go back home. The Israelites left Egypt and, and the slavery was conquered by the Romans and slave began back and forth. So I'm not here to say white folks and black folks slave and, and free and powerful and, and, and unpowerful. I'm here to talk about slave trade in the United States from a different point of view because it was very, very unique. Slavery in America on this continent began in the 1600s. Of course, America was not a nation. So 1619 was not equivalent to American slavery. But slavery began and started itching up the, the, the idea of freedom. The idea creeped in. And I don't care how many black folks own slaves. Oh, that, none of that matters. Slavery became a, a part of our conscience when folks start protesting and understanding and, and fighting back. And slavery in the United States start losing its power, its grip. When Christian people start standing up and saying a couple of things, once we became a nation, George Washington wanted to end slavery. He thought about it. It wasn't time. Politically, probably and done. But eventually, that, that the itch of freeing people, because slavery was so bad. Uncle Tom's cabin came out and Minister Herbert just stole, showed the world what slavery was about. You had the rebellion with Harper's Ferry when Reverend John Brown attacked the, the ferry, the, the a militia. You had um, the Underground Railroad beginning by the Western Church and the Quaker Church and those Jewish and Christian followers that set the safe houses up. 
and you had a conscience in the North, their, their economy was not dependent on slavery. They could think about it for a second. It wasn't daddy and mama and feeding the kids. I don't understand this day how white Southerners supported slavery. You couldn't get a job. The word redneck came from the fact that you're so poor, you had to pick your own cotton and your neck got red from the sun. Why would they fight to keep that system when they could not get a job? But eventually, eventually the, the, the idea of freedom to black folks came and then they started fighting. And the Democrat Party fought for a compromise, as they do today. They want to compromise, and they said, "How about a slave state and a free state?" And so you couldn't have you couldn't have a, a free state enter the union without a slave state following it. So we had the Missouri Compromise, the Kansas Nebraska Act, Oregon. We had all these states coming in as slave and free, but the Republicans up north did not like the idea of slavery. If the party was founded for the express purpose of ending slavery, no more compromising. The Republican Party stood before the American people in 1854 and said, hey, you know what? We're tired of this mess. We're not going to tolerate it anymore. We're going to have this end. If you elect us, we're done with it. Uh, and the nation was being told by the press at that time that it was a divided nation, that half the nation wanted slavery and half the nation did not. And what happened at the election proved that incorrect because the election of 1860-61 with the first Republican candidate of the Republican Party, President Abraham Lincoln, the nation gave the Republican Party, this new party, complete power. The majority of House seat, uh, Senate seats, House and Senate seats statewide, the majority of state governorships, the majority in Congress and the Senate and the presidency. They gave them complete control of this government based on their platform to free slaves. It was an overwhelming victory. And the Union the union uh, said, we're going to do this then. The Confederacy, before they became a Confederacy, had no choice. They wanted to keep their slaves. It was based on their economy. It wasn't based on hatred. They had to make that black man unhuman, so they had to call him names and treat him like a dog, but it wasn't hatred. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't do a human that way. In, in war, folks, in oppression, we always change the name of the person you're oppressing. The Japanese became Japs. That's... <laughs> The, the Germans became Krauts uh, in Vietnam, you know, Charlie. We had to call them something else other than what they were to justify killing them. So I got that. Oh, really, I, do, I do get that. So they came out in the Civil War, and they, the, the Southern states left the Union. It's very important to understand. They left the Union, became a separate nation, presented a Declaration of Independence, basically, like we did England, and they set up their own army, their own navy, their own government, their own president, their own Congress, and they ran their country their own doggone way as a separate nation. And the United States, led by the Republicans who had won the election, had to decide to let them go free or let them come back. And they decided it was the moral value of slavery. The Republican government decided the moral issue of slavery was worth going to war for that you could not leave the state. You could not take, because not only that, the United States government built up those states and the taxpayer built up those states. You cannot take that and walk away. So they decided to go to war with their brothers. Understand, the government was made up of people in America. And when the Union and the Confederacy separated, these were relatives. So what would it take to get you to pick up arms and go and fight your brother. 
to free strangers. To free strangers. There was a unique civil war. You've had civil wars through the history of mankind and families fought for control of the government, but never seen a civil war to go to war and fight to free strangers. And that war was a Christian movement. And as a Christian man here today, I have to look at this as a Christian issue. Because when you have 360,000 white men dying, fighting their brothers to free strangers, glory, hallelujah, that, that requires a spiritual commitment on your part. What would it take for you to pick up arms today and travel hundreds of miles to fight your brother and kill your brother over how he's treating strangers in his home? So that civil war was unique to the history of mankind. It was a crusade. And the Republican army went into the South, seeing my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. His truth is marching on. And that motivated them. So today, I wonder, do we need officially as a nation to thank the Republican Party for freeing black folks? Do black Americans need in their heart. I don't care what you think of the Republican Party today. I don't care what you think today. We can go into that. We may do that in this video, talk about the current Republican Party and Democrat Party and black folks. But the fact that they send 360,000 of their men to die just to, free, just to free slaves. They had no public, private, or business interest in slaves being free. They didn't gain any money. They didn't gain any power. They lost their families over their cause. That means we owe them an apology, an acceptance and a thank you. We owe them that. So Republicans fought for freedom. Democrat army fought for slavery. And when they went south, I want to talk about a couple of things first about that. But the Emancipation Proclamation, I'm going to discuss that first because there's a lot of misunderstanding over that because we've allowed the sons of the slave master to, to raise us and teach us, educate us, and that's causing confusion, folks. We, we have a situation now. We believe that the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves. We believe it. It's, it's in all our little posters. We believe the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves, and it's connected to Juneteenth, also another fake belief that we have. So I'm going to challenge you guys. I'm not going to put on the screen all the quotes because it takes too much time, and I'm doing it by myself, and I don't have time for it. Google it and see if I'm right or wrong. But Lincoln put up the Emancipation Proclamation to give the, the North a reason to fight free slaves. They had lost all their battles. They had been defeated by those great Southern armies, trained, educated, country white boys that knew how to shoot and ride horses and, and hunt. They, they got their behinds whooped the first couple of battles. Bloody battles. And they came, and Abraham Lincoln actually issued the proclamation twice. We don't know that. He issued in September of the previous year uh, and saying you got until January to do this. And I, I have the thing here. I got four, I got four, I got four pages. I'm, gonna read, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you because you need to look it up. You need to read it yourself because I may lie to you. I may be fooling you. Read it yourself. It didn't free one slave. It wasn't designed to free one slave. Now, I know what you've been told. You've been told a lie. It only freed slaves in states that are in rebellion, states that no longer belong to the Union. 
Just like the president today signed a, a, a declaration that all the prisoners in Mexico jails are free in Mexico City. Well, that proclamation from a foreign president doesn't mean a thing until the 101st Airborne marches into Mexico City. Then those prisoners are free. So Lincoln declared the slaves in those rebellious states, not the slave states that were come back back into the Union, but though those states holding black folks captive as slaves, those slaves were free, but not until the army showed up. So if they join the Union again, came back to the Union, they got the slaves back, folks. Because what, what Lincoln knew was that if, in fact, you brought them back into the Union, Republicans controlled Congress and the White House, and they would free the slaves by law. The Emancipation Proclamation did not free slaves. If you don't believe that, look what happens when they conquered these plantations. They didn't free the slaves. Sometimes they did, but they didn't, they didn't free them always. They put them in uh, contraband camps, property camps, treated like property, and used them to, to help with the camps and build the walls and all the things they needed. They used them. If, if the proclamation freed the slaves, then why do we need a 13th Amendment to the Constitution after the war was over? We owe the Republicans a, a thank you for the sacrifice, the war, the most deadly war in our country's history, the most deadly war in the United States history over slavery. So what happens? You can read the Emancipation Proclamation if you want to online, if you wish to. Uh, I just want to just ask you guys a couple of things about that. Are we going to be righteous people and thank the Republican Party for being founded in slavery and lose 360,000 of their sons dying, not just include the wounded, but my goodness, that is worth thanking God and thanking them for. You see, Republican Party, slaves were humans. They were powerful. The Democratic Party looked at slavery differently, uh, even when the war was over. But before the war was over, we had this thing in Texas called Juneteenth, and I want to visit Juneteenth briefly with you because another misunderstanding. The commentary that I've heard all my life, the Juneteenth was those slaveholders, masters, sometimes even state Republicans, fooled those slaves. They didn't tell them they were free. Two years, two and a half years after the proclamation, those slaves in Texas still didn't know they were free. Folks, those slaves in Texas were not free. It wasn't the Union Army that came into Texas to free the slaves. The slaves were free only when the Republican Army showed up. They were not free under the Confederacy. They were not free under control of the Union of, of, of the Confederate Army. It took the Republican Army to defeat the Democrat Army to free the slaves everywhere it happened. The Confederacy never freed the slaves. So the idea that Juneteenth, first off, was those bad, mean slaveholders keeping those slaves after freedom came was, was foolishness. They didn't get their freedom until... It's like the prisoners in Germany in World War II. They were not free until the Army, United States Army showed up. Same thing now. Those slaves in the southern states were not free. So what happened was the Civil War was over. It was not a lot of fighting in Texas because um, it wasn't really part of, of the Union enough. So it took the Union Army to show up in Texas. One, well, I don't think there's any battles. Maybe some battles, but and they didn't, they did not just go to Galveston. Galveston was the only place that they documented 
that they came, what day they came, what, actually what week. It was June 13th to the 19th. They didn't know what day it was. So they said Juneteenth, the tenths of June. And those slaves were free when the Union generals showed up. When, when the Republican generals showed up, that's when they were free. So don't take the nonsense on Juneteenth that it was th those poor slaves were kept in slavery two years longer. Celebrate the Republican army that went into Texas to free slaves by defeating the Democrat army. And then slavery was over. Problems were over, but those Confederate generals, I think it was four of them, started a little social club called the KKK to intimidate free blacks in the South and Republicans. They also lynched Republicans in the South. And in my book, It's Okay to Leave the Plantation, I list all kinds of atrocities done to Republicans in the South by Democrats. I mean, murder and burning and taking over the state houses. Taking, that's rebellion again. The Democrat Party has always been the party of rebellion. And, and we're going to talk about them later on. But this video is about the Republican Party, what they've done for us. After Juneteenth, after our freedom, after the 13th and 14th Amendment to the Constitution, done by Republicans, black folks are relatively free. And we, we had all the skills in the South because we were slaves. We did the planting and the harvesting and, and built the bridges and did the labor. We did the horses. So we were the most skillful workers in the South before segregation, which is the reason for segregation, because those black folks had all the skills. White men had very little skills. So then they started importing European white men. That's what happened. Irish came, all those people came in. That's okay. And so then they, when they got a little bit heavier, black folks started voting and voted in black folks for Congress, the first five black United States senators. I know you don't think there has been five, but all Republicans. Five years after the Civil War, previous slaves came out of slavery and was elected as Republicans in the United States government. That happened and went on until the South started remanaging black folks and started putting them on sharecropping and on the plantation again, giving them food stamps and stuff. So what happened, now you have the uh, Republicans up north again, gave the government back to Democrats and watch this segregation and this abuse of, of black folks store up again. So you have the civil rights movement of the 60s after World War II because those white folks went to war with black folks and found out they could fight good also and left our nation also. When they came back, even white folks changed their minds about black people. And when the South started discriminating, white folks stood up with us. They marched with Dr. King. Every demonstration of the civil rights movement, every demonstration was against Democrats. Every protest, every march, every sit-in, not one was against Republicans. Reverend King, every march, protest, demonstration, sit-in was against Democrats. Every call for power, every struggle, every tear gas attack, every police beating, the Pepper's Bridge, John Lewis marched across that bridge, attacked by police and dogs and tear gas and beaten down to the ground and got up and dust itself off and join the Democrat Party. Uh, it was Republicans who defended him, Republicans who, who furnished and funded Martin Luther King. The entire movement, we, we, we owe a thank you to the Republican Party for establishing and funding the civil rights movement. And then education, educating black people, the slave masters and his sons never want to educate a slave. Democrats control every inner city school 
They controlled every ghetto in America. Republicans, they founded most of the black colleges. Spielman, Howard, uh, a whole list of them. But they, you know, I, I have not found any school funded by Democrats. I may be wrong, I have not looked at all of them yet. Some of, most of the white Republicans, there have been some black Republicans who I believe were Republicans founding some of the major universities. But the major black colleges, all I've found so far is Republican donors building those colleges to educate black folks. It was Republicans that came in and started the NRA to help black folks learn how to shoot and defend themselves. When all, I have hundreds of cases in, in my book, Democratic Party Hates America, explaining how they passed laws in the South to disarm black people, all the gun laws were by Democrats to disarm black people. So now you have a situation where the civil rights movement, the Democratic Army, when they came out of the, the battle for slavery, those four generals thought the KKK, and it's still all the Democrats today, it's KKK. Uh, the black colleges by, by black folks were educating doctors, educating nurses, educating businessmen. We owe them a thank you and for the funding. Every ghetto in America, folks, every problem facing black people, every protest, every march, every city we saw a black man shot by a cop and he had riots were in Democrat neighborhoods. So you ask yourself, they own every inner city school, every gay neighborhood, every welfare affected place. They're the party of slavery, have been the party of slavery. Why do we still support them? And why don't we thank those who sacrificed so much for us? That's our hand. If you're a righteous person, no matter what you think they're doing to you today, if you are a righteous person and cannot imagine how much it takes to get and go fight your brother for strangers, we cannot imagine what it would be for a family to be that divided, that they kill each other to free strangers. We cannot understand or comprehend the debt Black folks owe the Republican Party there's something wrong with the spirit. But those who are spirit-filled and understand the precious word of God Almighty, who has declared that you're not a black person or a white person. You don't belong to the black race or the white race. You belong to the race of Christ. If you understand that, then the rhetoric around us will not matter. I, president of Leave the Plantation Organization, stand willing to stand before Republicans and thank them for what they've done to procure the freedom of black people. And I'm asking you all, will you join me on that adventure? Will you join me on that cause? Will you join us to righteously do the righteous thing to thank those who sacrificed for our freedom? Juneteenth, make that a Republican thank you day. Folks, you also have the, the, the black national anthem. The, the black national anthem, lift every voice and sing, was written by a Republican. A black man, Republican, head of the NAACP, which was started by Republicans, he had that, that was a protest song against Democrat, a protest song. And now Democrats are taking that lift, every voice and sing, and making that a battle cry. <laughs> they got the NFL saying they're going to play it before games. Then, then play it, but say what it is. It's a protest song for George Washington Carver to protest treatment of black people by Democrats. That's your history. That's your legacy. And there lies your position to thank those who did that for you. 
Let's thank the Republican Party. Mr. Mason Weaver, I want to thank Republicans for all they have done for black folks and for America. Stay right or be left. Eternity is a long time to be wrong.